Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about the top four recovery methods for motocross. And before we get into these different methods that we're going to talk about, um, I just want to emphasize that in order to focus on recovering from training, you actually have to be doing stuff hard enough that you need to be recovering from. So what I mean is like, a lot of people just want to focus right on recovery and they get really fascinated with it. And that's all people sometimes want to talk about to whereas you have to make sure like you're actually training hard enough in the first place to need to and need to actually like pay attention to recovery. So, you know, make sure you're like you're actually putting the work in before you start going down, you know, these different routes of, hey, how should I recover? Because you need to actually be training hard enough to make something happen. Um, recovering is just for, is so that you can train more often and, and be able to put more work in. So if the work's not being done, then you, there's really no, really nothing from recovery that you need to, to, to work on. And I just say that because I think this is just a popular trend that I am seeing, in, like that I see in the past handful of years as, you know, more, um, more advanced recovery methods are becoming more popular or, you know, there's new devices coming out, things that people are spending money on. People kind of like, you know, are getting pretty enticed by this. So um, I'm going to kind of break down some of these things today, but uh, I just want to make sure like, you know, that thought process is there first, but uh, moving on to this, um, you know, there are some really advanced aggressive recovery methods that, you know, you can use and that a lot of people are using. And those things are kind of like, you know, you have your ice baths, you know, your cold water baths, you have hot baths, you could do Epsom salt baths, you know, that stuff's really been around forever. Um, it's becoming a little bit more popular in the recent um, last couple of years is based on a couple of different people using them, especially ice baths are getting really popular. Stim units have been around for a while, but now there there's devices you can buy to help for recovery. You have compression boots that are getting real popular, and those are a little bit more expensive, but, um, you know, a lot of people use those. You guys have massage guns that a lot of people are buying as well, and these are all great things, but what I want to make sure to let you know is that, you know, these things, in my professional opinion, should be held as your ace card. Like, you only use these things when you absolutely need to when you've already done the top four things that I haven't even talked about yet, um, that's when these things should come into play. Like this shouldn't be at the forefront of your recovery. You hold them there as your ACE card. So like, Hey, I, I really need this ice bath because I'm just, I'm kind of behind on my recovery all week and I need this ice bath to help get me going so I can race, you know, the next day. Or if you have like, you know, say like Loretta's was this past week or you have a two day event you know, maybe it's, you know, you race on Saturday and you got to race again on Sunday. Maybe you use the ice bath Saturday night uh, to help clear out that inflammation so you can have fresh legs for the next day. Um, you don't want to be using it after every single training session. Um, why don't you want to do that? Well, because a lot of these like really advanced methods, they work really good and they're super effective. That's why people like them, but they kind of lose their effect. And from a long term standpoint, they're really no, you're really no better off 
using these advanced things that, you know, like who really wants to take an ice bath? But, you know, when you compare them and stack them up to a long-term results from like these top four things that I'm going to share with you, um, you know, they don't really have like, they don't hold as much weight long-term as you think, but short-term awesome. And I don't want to take away from that, but you, you know, if you keep using these things all of the time, they'll actually can actually can tend to lose effectiveness the more frequently you use them. So that's why it's important to understand, you know, these advanced methods, you have to save them as your ace card then you can actually get more out of them when you actually do use them. Um, there's kind of a lot more that can kind of go into that, but I just kind of want to leave that information there. Uh, different rollers like foam rollers, um, massage sticks, lacrosse balls, things like that. It's a little bit more advanced, but I don't really consider them like a super aggressive technique. You can actually kind of use these daily. And why I say that, like I can kind of use this as like its own separate thing is because uh, they can be helpful short term, but you're never like, if you're doing this stuff all yourself, you're never going to apply that much pressure as to where it's like somebody else was rolling you out. Um, just because you're not going to put yourself through that much pain. I mean, some of you might, but, uh, you know, that's why usually like you're only going to take yourself to a certain pain threshold with, it doesn't have to be pain. It could just be discomfort, um, with a, a self rolling thing. So, like I said, these are all good. We use a lot of these. Um, I use them with my athletes and my racers, but, you know, it just depends on, you know, where you're at and how you want to use these. But my main point is, is there's four other things I want to talk about, and you have to make sure that these things are all in check before you can just jump to these. And if there are four things, these four things, if you have them in check, it's going to mean you're going to spend a lot less money or have to. And you may not even have to really like need these advanced uh, methods as much as you think you do if you're really good at these top four things. So without saying these top four things a million times, uh, let's get to it and let's talk about them. If you're kind of already guessing what, you know, you maybe have two to three, maybe even four um, of these kind of already figured out what you think I'm going to talk about, then that's pretty good. Um, if not... I'm not going to wow you right now, but hopefully this is going to serve as some um, really good reminders for you to keep taking with your, um, down your preparation. So the first one, the most important thing we have to worry about the first, not worry about, but the first method to consider is you need to be sleeping properly. If you're not sleeping seven to eight hours and you're sleeping less then you know, nothing else is going to work that you're doing. I mean, it'll work a little bit, but your sleep is like the quickest way to screw up your performance and recovery. And speaking from just personal experience, cause it's kind of where I am in my life, but I have a, a two year old and a six month old. And so the whole sleep deprivation thing of being up at night and having them waking you up, um, you know, there's a reason why parents are, you know, stress out the way they are and they're all on edge and, you know, you just have like a foggy brain is because you're not getting the sleep. And if that's just ruining your just day-to-day -day function of just driving around and like, if that's causing you to leave the milk out and not putting it back in the fridge, well then imagine what a lack of sleep would do to actually hard training, doing 30 minute motos, 
racing for three hours at a time, it's going to wreck your progress. It's going to wreck your performance, and it's going to wreck your recovery. A good night of sleep is going to go a long ways, way longer than an ice bath will or anything else. Um, not saying that the ice baths don't work, because they do, but sleep, like, you have to have it. If not, like, there's really no other discussion. The second thing we have to consider is hydration. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, Joel, what do you, you know, what do you think about for racing hydration? And usually what I tell them is hydration's an all, like if you're an athlete, hydration is an ongoing process all the time. You always stay hydrated so you don't have to get hydrated. Yeah, you can up, you're going to up your, um, your fluids and you're going to take a little more, becomes a little more precise as race weekend approaches, but you don't want to be floating around during the middle of the week dehydrated. And as soon as your last race ends, it should be the focus to get hydrated as soon as possible and stay hydrated up till the next weekend you race. Um, you know, and the best way to, to kind of really check to see if you're hydrated when you use the restroom, if your urine is pale yellow to clear, you're good to go. If it's anything darker than that, then you need to start, you know, and taking more fluids. So, and again, if you look at the research as far as sleep, it's the quickest way to basically wreck your performance. And you're also going to find that with hydration as well. You have to stay hydrated. If not, your body's just going to be under a whole nother stress level because it's not operating the way it should be. Number three is going to be your nutrition. Your nutrition has got to be on point. It's got to be consistent. You have to make sure that you're intaking adequate amounts of lean protein so that your muscles can rebuild, your cells can re rebuild. And also you got to be intaking complex carbs because your muscles need the glycogen for energy. Your nervous system needs to see that and needs to have, um, have access to it because that's going to help your nervous system recover. It's going to help send signals to your brain saying, you know, hey, there's glycogen available. And that means that your body will see your body is in a much more recovered readiness state versus to where if you're low on glycogen levels, it's going to say like, hey, like there's no glycogen. We're not good to go. So it's going to it's going to help curve that post-workout time if you have carbs. Um, so that's why that's really important. A lot of people like to kind of like shy away from carbs and in a sport like motocross and off-road racing it's extremely important to have a consistent um, intake of carbs especially pre-workout post-workout um, those things are extremely vital um, and then the fourth one is going to be so the top three are pretty pretty straightforward right sleep hydration nutrition um, it's nothing really too far off the cusp number four is a little more i don't want to say technical but a lot more complex and this one's going to be managing your stress. So I've talked about this a little bit before, but stress is going to be really not just your racing, not just your training, but it's everything. You don't just save a portion of stress just for your training or just a portion of your stress just for riding. You know, if you had like a really stressful week at work or just life happened and, you know, things just kind of hit the fan all week and you just couldn't wait to get to the race to like blow off steam but you show up and 
you know, you just felt flat. You were just over it by lap two. You're ready to go home. You just didn't know what was wrong with you. Well, that's because, you know, during the week, it just sucked all your energy out and you had nothing left for the weekend. So all stress is like comes from the same from the same cup of glass. Like, you know, good analogy that we use in our field is like grab a cup, fill it up with water. And every time you like, you know, there's a stressful event or some kind of stress to your body, you dump a little bit of water out. So eventually at some point, like you're going to run out of water if your day is super stressful. And it happens like that on a daily pro on a daily occurrence, a weekly occurrence, monthly and so on. But um, you have to be able to understand how to manage your racing schedule, your practice schedule, your training schedule, and then understand that there's going to be work stress, life stress, and all kind of other things going on that you need to be able to kind of like look at the bigger picture of saying, hey, how is my body responding to overall stress? Um, you know, your racing should be the most stressful thing as far as it should be more stressful than your practicing and your gym workouts. So you have to understand how to recover from that. And then you have to understand like what's going on in my life that's going to affect my performance in the gym, on the track, and at the race. So that's why I say it's very complex. And I can't just give you an answer of how to do that right now. Um, I can't just tell you, you know, hey, do this like I'm telling you to sleep seven, eight hours uninterrupted. But it's a much deeper level of understanding. So really with my main goal is what I wanted to really cover and all else, you know, this episode is that I want you to think, hey, when it comes to recovery, what do I think of first? You know, don't think of compression boots or massage guns. I want you to think recovery. Okay, I need to get sleep. I need to be sleeping good enough. I need to stay hydrated all the time. I need to make sure my nutrition's on point so that I actually have energy to train and recover. And then I got to make sure that, you know, my training schedule and my life, everything's kind of balanced out so that I'm not constantly running myself down. I'm giving myself time to recover and 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 recover from all the stress that's going on between racing, my life, and kind of sorting things out properly. I want you to think that stuff first. If you could do all that first and then you need to go and use some advanced recovery methods here and there, perfect. But I don't want you to think if you're not sleeping or you're not eating or drinking right and you're starting to feel like a little bit run down from the schedule, your you know, your season, you know, don't go out and buy a massage gun or some stim units, you know, just go to your sleep, go to hydration, nutrition, you know, figure out is your weekly schedule even appropriate um, as far as are you able to even recover by race day if your week's not set up right. So, again, just think of those things first. Leave all the advanced stuff as your ace cards and, um, yeah, really that's it. Like, just kind of go from there. Focus on, like, be disciplined on the little things and the little things are what whoever could do like who whoever is like the best at the little things just like you're riding is going to be the one that's going to be successful so the like the guys that can hit their turns the cleanest and do all of like the fundamentals properly on the track those are always the fastest guys and the best people in their preparation off the off the bike and off of the track those are the people that are going to be performing on a physical standpoint the best as well so Hopefully that's just like um, a nice reminder and just a realization to um, 
you know, where to place your focus on recovery um, with this episode. So that's really it. If you have any questions on this stuff, definitely feel free. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, shoot me an email. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to help. Um, you can also visit my website under my motocross section. I do recently have a new product I release. It's the JYT Youth Moto System. And this is really just a workout designed for the youth. So like 7 to 12-year-olds is kind of the age range is what I developed it. And it's just like a daily little workout routine. You could just, you know, your young athlete could do really like in their bedroom. And, you know, this is for someone that's just looking to, you know, get them started off on the right foot as far as training, kind of give them a little bit of foundation, develop some discipline as far as having a workout routine to even follow. Uh, the workout's fairly short, should be done within like 30 minutes time, but just really beneficial stuff, things that will set them up in the future. Um, so when they become a teenager and training gets a little more serious, they'll be more prepared than just having it be a brand new shock to them as they get older. Um, also, for those that are interested in online coaching that aren't in the area that I'm in here in Northeast Ohio, um, I offer that as well. So if that's something of interest to you and you want to talk about that, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I could do all those on my website and I'm pretty active on Instagram. I usually respond to people pretty quick. So uh, feel free to message me there if you need anything. In the meantime, catch you, catch you here in the next episode. Hopefully knock one out next week, if not next week and then next couple weeks. Got a couple cool ideas for you guys and some episodes that I think you'll find pretty interesting, but I'm going to go train here myself and get back to coaching and I'll catch you guys soon. All right, later.